0: Welcome to Renovations, where we tackle honest conversations about integrating a vibrant faith and a purposeful life. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Okay, Tommy, today we want to talk about dealing with adversity, and I'm really glad that we're talking about this because there's so many different layers of adversity going on in people's lives and in the world right now, and I think you just have a lot of good perspectives to offer on this topic Where is this one coming from?
0: Well, I think you're right. I think there are a lot of layers to that these days and maybe makes it, in a sense, particularly uh, relevant because we're dealing with more macro adversity going on in, in our country and between people. And yet that's also created some more micro adversity in people's lives in so many different ways, whether it's health or economics or business or whatever. So it is it's a it is a very relevant topic. Uh, I created this list sometime back, and I don't actually remember when I created it. Mm-hmm. And what I found that is helpful for me, it's kind of part of my reflective process, is sometimes I go through periods of time, and I imagine – when I did this, I was going through a period of adversity. And my mind immediately goes to, so how am I gonna deal with this? And so in sitting down and going, so how am I going to deal with this? I then begin to think, how do I need to think? You know, What are some practices? What are some disciplines? What are some mindsets? And so sometime a while back, and I don't remember particularly what I was going through, but I'm sure it was adversity. Mm-hmm. I sat down and I went, I, I got to figure out how to deal with this because yeah. it's not working, just suffering. Yeah. You know, and so that, that was the genesis of this list.
1: Okay. Another thing I like about the list we're going to share is that I look at you and I as a kind of curators as part of our role in life. Yeah. So we read a lot, we listen to a lot, we think a lot. We reflect on our own life experiences a lot, <laughs> and, and hopefully we can be helpful to people by taking pieces from those different places, you know, the stuff that we've seen is maybe the best or maybe helpful, and pulling it together into a
0: list like this. Right, and almost another way of saying that, curators, is we're fellow strugglers. You yeah. know, we're, we're just talking about things that we've failed at, Learned from, struggled with, tried to figure out, you know, and that's the curation. Right.
1: So, this list is not meant to be comprehensive or, you know, the 11 step plan that covers it all, but we want to share a few different ideas and would encourage you as you're listening if there's other ones you found helpful or that you're thinking of, please, you know, make a comment in the reviews or let us know directly. And uh, you know, other people could benefit from that, so it it's not it's not meant to be a comprehensive list, but we want to share kind of eleven ideas around dealing with adversity and Tommy, why don't you just kind of take us into the first one?
0: Yeah, I will. and one of the things I think you'll see out of this list is that there's there's a mixing of elements that are overtly faith oriented and just practical life things. And I'm very comfortable with that. I think that's the way it's meant to be. I don't think we're supposed to put nice rigid walls and say, well, now how do I think about this <laughs> this way? And right. then how do I think about it this way? So, you know, in trying to figure it out, these things converge together. So hopefully that will be the case with you. You'll figure out how do I uh, live my minutes yeah, and how do I bring my faith to this?
1: I I appreciate that perspective. And I think it is healthy. It's healthy to realize if God created this whole thing we're living in, then stuff that's deemed, quote unquote, practical or not, you know, faith based, that that's something's off there. If, If he created the whole system, then anything that's practical is also of faith.
0: Absolutely. That's always been my my bias and the way I think about things. So these are not in any particular order. Um, They're just the way I thought about these. The first one that I put down was understand seasons. And this has helped me in numerous times in real difficult times Mm -hmm. is to mentally acknowledge that this is a season. Yeah. And what that does is it admits that I'm in the midst of adversity, but it acknowledges that seasons have beginnings and endings, and they're always going to have that. So it helps me to think this isn't going to go on forever, and rarely, rarely do we experience adversity that just goes on forever. Yeah. It may feel like it's going to, but it doesn't. Right. So in some of the most difficult seasons, seasons we've talked about that, that I think people recognize have been through some difficult seasons, in the midst of it, I had to say this is a season. This season's going to come to an end, and then there's going to be another season yeah. that comes along, and that helps immensely in dealing with adversity.
1: I couldn't agree more. And you mentioned that it helps you kind of embrace or live through and in the adversity. And I experienced that recently where I was experiencing just kind of a lull of motivation, maybe some low-grade burnout, some discouragement. And it felt like it had been going on for a few weeks. And so I was, some of that hopelessness was starting to creep in and those thoughts were popping in. And I, I remember having this exact train of thought of this is a season, this isn't forever, but specifically what it helped me do was just relax into that time exactly. and not try to push through because my tendency was to want to double down and try to push out of that and get out of that season, which I don't think would have helped at all <laughs> or especially the people around me. But to just kind of be okay with it being not great for a while, because knowing that it's a season meant I didn't have to try to push through it. It would end on its own.
0: And this is very useful in both short seasons and long seasons. Sometimes we might just go through a week or two of uh, a, a lull where things aren't going well and we're not we're not thriving. That's that's okay. That's a season. Too. So, whether the season is long or really perpetual, remembering that it's a season and that really God's given us an example in winter, spring, summer, fall, that seasons change.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And even the days, right?
0: Exactly. So, um, So the second one that I have, I think, is incredibly important in terms of dealing with adversity, and that's to turn outward, not inward. Everything about adversity causes us to become completely Uh self-absorbed. It's the natural thing nothing wrong with it. It's just what happens in adversity. But if we choose to push against adversity by turning outward, by saying even in the most difficult circumstances of adversity, maybe even most importantly in those most difficult, that we're going to turn outward. We're going to do something for someone else. We're going to focus on someone else dissipates that adversity in a in a powerful way Uh, it helps right size it gives perspective to adversity when we can become completely overwhelmed absorbed and uh, controlled by adversity
1: yeah and i love that phrase that it right sizes i think that hits the nail on the head it really puts things in perspective But it is really hard. It's really hard to do it. I've noticed you do this well, and I've heard many stories of where you've done this and how it has helped to better the situation and right-size things.
0: This is one that probably takes more intentionality than almost anything. Some of these are mindsets, but this is is something that you have to just absolutely choose to do. You almost have to track that you're doing it because it's – Unnatural to do this in adversity. So we found it so helpful to do this in the worst of adversity that we began to track it and we would even begin to, my wife and I would begin to, to share what yeah. we did yeah. in this way because it was so against the grain of how to deal with adversity. All
1: right, you need to make an app for that, Tommy.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> Number three is a good one. I wish I could say it's your wisdom. At first I thought this was just a Tommy quote.
0: No, I I would love for it to be a Tommy quote, but it's one that (laughs) Tommy quotes. (laughs) All right, so So, quote
1: it. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: So it's in good times rejoice, in bad times consider God has made one as well as the other. And it's from Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. And we think of Ecclesiastes as being kind of the depressing book of the Bible. But When I read this long ago, I think it's Ecclesiastes 7.14, if I'm quoting it right. When I read this, it it had this surprising impact on me. It said that God is there when things go badly, and God is there when things go well. God's in the midst of both of those. So we can often tend to attribute the good times to God – and we can attribute the bad times as, well, that's when God's absent, when the bad times. Mm-hmm. But God's in them both. And so when we're dealing with adversity, if we can realize that that God is the God of good times and God is the God of bad times, we may not always be able to understand how that is the case, but part of faith is embracing mm-hmm. that God is in the bad times. God is sovereign. God is redeeming the bad times. That's a a, a critical kind of mindset. Uh,
1: that one's just really humbling to me, you know? And I just finished reading Job, and it's like, if you want a picture of this verse played out, read till the end, and to see in the end, the perspective that God has is just so different than ours. I mean, it, it, it's just mind-blowing. And so I think, like you said, it's just very humbling to kind of know the bigger picture.
0: Exactly. Most of the time we can see this in the rearview mirror. We can see how God was in the good times and God is in the bad times. If we can begin to make the step of in the midst of the hard times, just acknowledging by faith, that God's there, that will help us deal with adversity, rather than always waiting till after the fact and going, oh, I see where God was.
1: Right, to embrace that he can understand something I can't understand, to be okay with the fact that I can't wrap my head around it. Exactly. That is such a good, healthy, humbling
0: thing. It is, yeah. Uh, So the fourth one is one that I've talked about in a lot of other podcasts, uh, and is – Again, it's one of those intentional choices, but particularly is important in those seasons of adversity, and that's find joy in every day. And notice it didn't just say find joy, it's find joy in every day. So some days are incredibly hard. How important it is in those days to find something, five minutes worth, that's fun, that's joyful, that's happy. And when we can do that, when we can build that intentionality into our days, even in the hardest of days, it helps us know that we will survive this, that even in the hardest of days, that there can be joy in the midst of it. And that can even grow, Mm -hmm. but it begins by the intentional choice every day to find joy. That's good. So the next one is is going a little bit of of a different angle and it's to fight anxiety with prayer. Now one of the things that I think it's important to acknowledge is that sometimes we allow prayer to morph into just another form of worry. Yeah. God, I'm so worried about this. God, I just this is just completely consuming me. I'm so worried and our prayer really becomes just disguised worry. Mm-hmm. So what I want to encourage is that we we learn in our prayer to fight anxiety with prayer. And that comes in two different forms. It comes by stating the truth about our anxiety. God, I know you are Lord over this. God, I know you are in this by affirming, and stating the, the statements of truth in our prayer, and sometimes it comes by just simply being silent in prayer as a way of dealing with our anxiety. If we simply turn it into our worry session, that, I don't think that's prayer right. to begin with, but sometimes that's the easiest place to go. So prayer becomes a work, to move through the anxiety, to fight through the anxiety, to rise above through God's work in us, to rise above the anxiety. And that often takes a lot of work, but that, that's part of dealing with adversity.
1: This, I think this one's actually very transformational, and especially in a, a time and a culture where anxiety is just completely taking over. Uh, you know, we talked about this back in the Psalm 23 episode, that sometimes you don't have the words. I I find lately in prayer, I I actually just have no idea what to say. And it can be really helpful and sometimes really beneficial for fighting the anxiety to just pray scriptures.
0: Oh, that's so good. Like
1: they're there for us in that way. And um, specifically with anxiety, I've heard people have a lot of Real benefit in praying through the Psalms, specifically.
0: Well, and I am fully convinced that it was in adversity, in times of extreme anxiety, that those Psalms were written. They were David's means of dealing with horrendous situations when he was being hunted down, that that's when the Lord is my shepherd came you know it was in the midst of the valley of the shadow of right. death that he started with the lord is my shepherd i lack nothing you know so absolutely praying praying the psalms and praying scripture is is a tremendous way to consciously fight anxiety through prayer
1: yeah you know also just praying for other people and again taking that focus off of yourself you can pray for others situations And you could even take the step of praying for people you might be frustrated with or angry at them and praying for their good. (laughs) This is kind of amping it up to the next level. But I've personally found that to be helpful in fighting the anxiety as
0: well. So the next one is to practice holy optimism Mm -hmm. and use those words specifically holy optimism. Optimism can just be a, a mental construct but I think I think real optimism is actually holy. Hmm. So there's something that I think is in the nature of God when we choose to hope and we choose to believe good things. These again are things we practice, we work on. So uh, you know we talk about it in other podcasts so I just want to kind of affirm yeah. that it's a great tactic for dealing with adversity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The practice helps you live into it more.
0: Right. The next one is, is really important in terms of dealing with adversity. It's to take care of yourself. And this is one of those things that honestly is kind of counterintuitive, um, that we think of taking care of ourselves as something that's selfish. But when we're dealing with adversity, we desperately need to take care of ourselves. It's it's almost like the airlines, you know, put the mask on yourself first. Mm-hmm. If we don't take care of ourselves, we will have no resources to take care of others, nor will we have resources to manage the uh, kind of the growing snowball that adversity becomes. Uh-huh. So a lot of times it felt almost out of place to do things that were just for myself, but it became survival in the midst of adversity. And my encouragement for anybody, particularly uh, the, the greater the season of the adversity, the more important it is, is to very consciously allow yourself the luxury and the freedom to take care of yourself, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever – experience that means for you to, to do that because if you don't you will drown yeah under the adversity. So it's critical.
1: It is important. And maybe just talk to someone in your life and ask, like is it okay for me to do this? Because they'll help give you permission.
0: Well and if the adversity is a season that you're going through with someone else in either e- either business or a family, you have to give each other permission. To take care of yourselves. That's good. So take turns if you need to, to do that. But do it one way or another. Uh, the next one is also, I think, uh, a really important practical tip. It's watch your inputs. We have the ability to make adversity worse, or we have the ability to kind of calm adversity. And that has to do with the inputs in our life. You know, we're uh, overwhelmed with information. We're overwhelmed with things that stoke adversity. They may not be directly related to the adversity that we're going through, but if we're listening to the news all the time, if we're you know spending all of our hours on the phones, then it does nothing but uh, exacerbates kind of the the growing tension that we feel. So particularly in season. Of adversity, I think we have to to very carefully choose and curate kind of those inputs in our life. Calm them more than mm. ever.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great advice.
0: The next one is listen for God's lessons. Part of that is uh, choosing what may not be comfortable in adversity, and that's to choose to be reflective in adversity but i find that if i listen for god's lessons that i might hear some things that may not be obvious that i might be kind of holding it at arm's length and when i you know consciously choose to listen for god's lessons it's inviting god into the adversity it's really helpful in business adversity helpful in relational adversity because sometimes it's God's lessons that are the beginning of the pathway out of the adversity.
1: That's right. This one comes up very often in coaching relationships for both of us. And I've noticed a theme that it can be easy in that adversity for people to focus their energy on trying to fix. Exactly. And, and we try to shift to what if instead of trying to fix, you focused your energy on trying to learn from this? And what, what is God trying to teach you? What can you notice in this about yourself? And I, I just don't think we could emphasize this one enough because this is actually the the crucible best time in life to learn and grow. And maybe even God's trying to show you something really important. But if we're so focused on fixing, then we miss we miss all of that.
0: It's so true to start with that, you know, what am I learning? It's also a way of stepping outside of it all. So I, I was talking with someone you know, along the lines of coaching and, and describing really difficult situation that the person was trying to deal with, and I simply just asked the question, what is God teaching you? Yeah. And it was like this pause, like, well, I don't think I'd actually thought of that. So let me stop and reframe all of this that I'm simply trying to fix with what do I need to learn first? Yeah, you're right. It it
1: does pull yourself out of kind of the self-focus and self-loathing into a higher level that's kind of outside the anxiety.
0: Yeah. So two last ones that I think we'll throw out that are related Mm -hmm. to one another. Again, they can seem like cliches and they can seem very obvious. In reality, they're incredibly practical and necessary. The first one is... Choose to trust God. Trust God. Know that God is sovereign. Know that God has his hands on your life, that he knows the number of hairs on your head, that nothing is outside of the scope of his attention in your life, and then overtly choose to trust him. Sometimes those are words we just have to speak out. We have to claim, so to speak, mm-hmm. that, God, it doesn't feel like this. I don't see it. I don't know how this is true. But in the name of Jesus, I'm trusting you with this situation. And that helps. It, it almost doesn't make sense why it does, but it, it's an affirmation. And we get that again in in the Psalms, you know, all the time of to trust the Lord, oh, my soul. That's like David talking to himself. Right. <laughs> I trust you, God. I trust you, God. And so sometimes we just need to say that and affirm that and to continue to say that until our emotions obey our will.
1: I know there's been a few critical kind of— I don't know crossroads or moments in my life where you've reminded me of this one, and I can also say that taking that that encouragement and that challenge and leaning into it, it was also some of the most formative times for me in my relationship with God.
0: That's, that's and I neat.
1: I don't even want to try to psychoanalyze why, but I just know that it I just know that it was
0: exactly. And these are some of these things like this are things that we choose to obey so that we will know instead of being able to understand and then decide that we'll do it. So this is one that I would encourage people to just do it, and then you'll know the truth, kind of like what you were just saying.
1: Well, that leads into the last one, and maybe take us out on on this idea.
0: The last one I wrote down was to make Christ your ultimate treasure. A lot of times adversity serves as a spotlight That other things are our treasure, whether it's our money, even our families, things that aren't wrong in and of themselves. But as we work in good seasons and other seasons to claim Christ as our ultimate treasure, that helps create perspective around adversity. So I think, you know, Paul said this throughout the epistles, and Jesus said to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all the other things will be added to you. In other words, the other things will take care of themselves, but we have to begin even now in good times or uh, neutral times to make God first in our lives, to put him first, and to see even how adversity exposes that other things have dethroned God. So it becomes something that adversity helps us become aware of. Well,
1: Tommy, thanks for sharing these 11 ideas on dealing with adversity. I think each one could be a whole conversation in in and of itself. So uh, for anyone listening, if if you want to deep dive deeper on any one of them, please let us know. And we'd love to kind of hear that interest and feedback.
0: Yeah. And these will be in the show notes for you to kind of uh, take a, take a gander at and see what you think. So dealing with adversity takes work. And we're in a season that it takes a lot of work. So uh, you might particularly pick one of these that you say, this is the one I need to lean into right now in your life. Thanks so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, I'd love it if you have a minute to leave a rating. That'll help others find the show also. Have a great week, everyone.